You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberry! I am your father. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of Sharp Angles. I'm one of your hosts, Rich. I'm here with... Danae. And Jeanette, who is actually in the room. Yes. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. Everybody's at the Bacon Ice Cream Studios. It's great. So, uh... <clears throat> Gather around, children. Yes. <laughs> so we're here to, uh, to discuss the end of uh, the original Star Wars saga... The Return of, of the Jedi. Original Star Wars trilogy, The Return of the Jedi. Yes. The only one really worth talking about. Whoa. <laughs> that's that that's the, harsh. The, 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 only, the only trilogy. Oh, the only trilogy. Okay. trilogy worth talking about. I was about to say, I was about to say. Yeah, no, no, no. I oh. gave high marks for uh, for number four and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I meant them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Um, We discussed briefly on another podcast that it was originally entitled The Revenge of the Jedi and wasn't yep. released that way though. Correct. No, it was not released at all in any territory as Revenge of the Jedi. Um, given the fact that fans all over the world summarily stated that Jedis don't do revenge because yeah. they're a yeah. quasi-Buddhist sort of yep. cult. cult. <laughs> yep. That believe in peace above all things, but can use I, the force to do terrible things. And not people. using your brain, only your emotions. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Feel the force. Yep. And I don't know, like I guess in that in that sense, the title is twofold. You know, if if you take it as it as Revenge of the Jedi, it's clearly talking about Anakin. It takes revenge on the Emperor mm-hmm. by throwing his ass into the center of the second Death Star. Sure. Uh, but... But it's also his return as well. Right. Like his redemption, which is also like why the whole movie's called Return of the Jedi. Also... You know, it could also be like Return of the Proper Jedi because correct. Luke finally finds his way to becoming a Jedi Master. Right. Where there were no Jedi because you know, only Force Ghosts because both Yoda and... Um, Obi Wan ha- have died at this point. Well, actually, Yoda dies in the middle of this movie, yep. or ascends, or yeah, he's like, I'm done with you guys. Yeah, he was so spry and obnoxious in number two, and then like what five days later, all of a sudden he's croaking, <laughs> which I, I didn't really understand. But he's also like one million years old, though. Yeah, but but he was one million years old minus five, I guess, minus five days, um, old. In again, in um, number four or number five, and he's hopping around with mm-hmm. with his cane, admittedly, but he's still hopping around and being obnoxious. Yeah. And then again, Luke goes off and returns, and all of a sudden he's like, "I'm going to die now." Those uh, Muppets are so dramatic, I tell you. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> Frank Oz. Seriously, is... grow up, Grover. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was good. I mean, I don't know. It's still one of those things about Yoda. It just doesn't sit right with me. 
Yeah, like that his whole character. You know, I guess yeah, you need him because he needs to be the voice of the reason why the Jedi need to be so good and everything. But I don't know, it's just nah. silly old Muppet <laughs> who doesn't know his grammar very well. No. Maybe he has sent it to the planet of the good grammar. I guess, maybe. He doesn't well, like, speak after he ascends, so quite possibly. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the other thing, too, right? He doesn't get a force ghost. He does get yeah, a force he does. ghost. When? He's, sit, he's standing right end. next to Obi-Wan and Anakin at the end. Yeah. Oh. He's like, yo, man, really? I'm chilling. Danae, did you fall asleep again? <laughs> no, I saw Obi-Wan and I saw Anakin and I saw the version that we have, which is not the despecialized edition in which it's not Hayden Christensen standing Correct. at the end. It yes. is actually the actor who played. Oh no way! The Darth, in the Darth Vader. in the special editions, they replace him with Hayden Christensen. Oh my word! Wow, that's that's a little on the desperate side. Especially well, since considering it's like thirty years later, and yeah, you, you don't think Anakin's gonna look different? Yeah, and but come on now, and Obi Wan <laughs> looks like his age. Right. So they didn't replace right. Obi Wan with Ewan McGregor. Exactly. Well, people would light Lucas on fire if they did that. Yeah. Like so take Alec Sir Alec Guinness out of the movie. Like no. I am so looking forward to discussing Lucas tomorrow, after we watch the new one. Just for the record. Cool. Cool. Yeah. But uh, it's gonna be a know. long and. So <laughs> we better get our beauty sleep tonight, man. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but I guess all right. So we get into this. You've got. You got Luke. I mean, and it's not really clear how much time has passed between sure. them planning, like him recovering from getting his hand chopped off to get his new hand from the B, you know, the two one eight medic, medic droid, um, or two one B, I should say, medic droid. Gives him his new hand. He hangs out with Leia for a little bit. They plan on meeting over in uh, in Tatooine. They send the droids out. C-3PO and, and R2-T2 to, to, like, you know, enact this plan. I don't know, maybe what... you think it would be, like, a a month? I'd say three like, weeks tops. Yeah, exactly. Not long at all. Yeah. Um, And then there's, like, the whole rescue plot, and, you know... Right. You get over there, and then you see, like, you know, like, kind of, like, badass Jedi awesomeness. You know, no. Luke comes in is like strutting his stuff pretty much, and he's like, "Yo, you're gonna do this, or there's gonna be consequences." Now, here's the weird thing. Um, you know, Yoda even tells him, "You know, force for defense and knowledge, never for attack." Right. And he shows like strolls up to Jabba's palace, and he's like, "Yo, do what I want, or I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> and that's pretty much what he says. Yeah. You know, like. And and then they're like, oh, well, whatever. You know, like, Jabba doesn't care because he's, he's not Force-sensitive and he can't be affected by the Force because of reasons. Um, Question mark. Because he's a giant slug and yeah. slugs can't be affected by the Force? Giant Muppet I guess. slug? Well, but, but not just giant Muppet slugs. Of course, we know from not watching the one movie that we didn't watch during <laughs> this whole thing, The Phantom Menace, where um, Watto also cannot be affected by the force. I don't know who that He's is. He's the junkyard dealer that is uh, basically he owns uh, Shmi and Anakin oh. um, because he's a bad man and owns slaves, and that's okay. where they were. Got it. That's who they are, um, or who they were, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so that's you know that's the why, that's the reason why there's pod racing. 
you know, like the whole thing, like Anakin like breaks him and his mom out because he wins the race. Got it. And it's like, hey, we're free. Pays their freedom. Yeah. You know, now I'm going to go learn how to kill younglings. (laughs) And then that happens. Good plan. Yeah, it's great. It worked out real well for that, for the Skywalker family. It was great. They're so proud. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Leaves his mom. Mom's. His mom, like, starts to, like, find a new home, you know, a new life, gets captured by Tusken Ra- Raiders, beaten, tortured, probably worse, and then Sun comes back, too late to save, I'm a failure, kills all the, kills all the, uh, all the sand people. And yeah, then, that makes a little bit yeah. of sense. I mean, I, mean, I understand I mean, him I, killing I know, them. I knew about yeah. that. Like, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, you know, like, well, people want to, like, you know, really rag on him for, like, you know, slaughtering all the sand people. He was like, well, there's women and children sand people. It's like, you know what? That's, like, I, I probably would have lost it, too. If, like, you know, the sand people, like, took my mom and, like, tortured her and worse. Yeah. And then I, I was the one who, like, I found her. She dies in my arms. That lightsaber's coming out. Like, right. I'm sorry. Like, right. that's, what's, that's what's happening. And, and in fairness to Anakin, he was attacked first by the person who finds him. Like, he cuts through the tent, and <coughs> yeah. and the guy, the sand person, goes after him. And then from there, it becomes a little bit of a massacre. Like, there's a point where you sort of have to rein it in, uh, but... that's where you sort of see his unhinged side and the interesting so so let's talk a little bit about that because they're gonna be we're gonna talk tomorrow about some comparisons between old darth vader and new darth vader right but there's a Mm. there's a sense of of (laughs) rage in anakin as a young man right that's not present in Darth Vader, the old right. No, he's just he's very controlled. Yes, and and he holds and the he, stuff together. But if you mess with him, you're he's gone. gonna kill you. I but, mean, but he does it. He does it in a very reserved kind of manner. Right. Like you've disappointed me, and right. then you know he reaches out his hand and squeezes, right. and you're suddenly dying, asphyxiating. It's a right. very different sort of kind of. Um, feel in and a very different character and you know we can discuss whether that's character development but like when a young man and and there are there are aspects of this that you know we can talk about in terms of you know a 19 year old hothead doesn't always turn into a 50 year old hothead but the the kind of character that Darth Vader's um portrays is more cold and calculating and somebody who has that many emotions running through his veins is he ever able to master them is he ever able to become that cold calculating villain oh i mean mean, is it or is it just like you know like the soul of a man who's started to give up you know after so much time like the only thing you have left is to execute this plan that somebody else had for the galaxy and you're just you're doing it because you have a master, and that's all you have left. But when you're so mercurial, is it possible to ever master those emotions? I don't know. You know, and, and channel them into cold, hard, calculating rage. I, you know, like, and and it's not even rage. That's not the right word for Darth Vader. It's just cold. Just cold. Just cold. Yeah. yeah. And when you look at, he's one cold mother. He is yes. <laughs> one cold daddy. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> When you look at him, the the young Anakin 
doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. You know what, though? I, I feel as if on this one, I understand exactly why you're objecting, but I feel as if enough time has passed that anything could have happened, including, yes. let's face it, I mean, he kind of lost a lot in that last battle with uh, Obi-Wan. With Obi-Wan so, so maybe that taught him a lesson and he realized, okay, yeah, maybe going off half-cocked isn't a good idea. Maybe I need to rethink my ways and therefore become a cold, uh, cold individual instead of a hothead. Right. And, but even Palpatine, when he's trying to manipulate Luke in, in one of the later scenes in Revenge of the Jedi, um, he tries to... Oh, my word. Yeah. 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 I have so much he to say about he that. He tries to, like ignite the rage you know like he tries to like utilize that the the perhaps what he perceives as this temper or this anger that luke may be feeling and he he tries to utilize that to his advantage and or is darth vader so fully angry that there's nothing else left you know that's the other thing is like is it only is is that coldness coming out of sheer anger there's nothing left to balance out anything and so he's just angry and the coldness is a function of that i think yeah. he's dogmatic though not angry I, I would agree with that right you know but but dogmatic to to what end you know well to i mean to an end where he actually like almost portrays his dogmatic ways you know at at the end like in the in the you know in the moment that matters he sees like well what the heck am i doing all this for you know if in the end like you know i got this glimpse of me you know reuniting with my son to go and rule the galaxy and that doesn't seem to be working and i keep trying to tell him like yo we, we can you know we can be like buds and and do this you know, and father son bonding time. Yeah, father son bonding time. As long as it involves like you know, destroying d- and like genocide. You know, and, yeah, and and you know, maybe cold, killing some younglings. Cold iron fist of the empire. Let's do this. You know, like you know, we we get it. We got to get it done. And of course, Luke's all about like you know, no, I'm not. To, I'm not doing that. And I'm gonna put my foot down. And then you know, in the end, it's the the man who led him down all this path. And, you know, he's got to be thinking at that point, well, look, you know, this guy, this guy did nothing but lie to me for my entire life. You know, got me to do really awful things, promised me that that nothing was going to happen to my wife. She died. You know, um, I didn't know I had a son or a daughter for 30 years. He lied to me about that because he said everybody was dead. And... You know, and now in the end, you know, I've got my son and, you know, I'm trying to, like, figure out what I'm going to do with him and, and try to figure out, like, you know, how I can coexist and, you know, like, have him be turned to the dark side and all this stuff. And if I had some more time, that'd be great. But now this other guy who's been lying to me my whole life is now, like, in front of my son killing him with lightning. Yeah. I don't like any part of this. And then that's the thing. Like, that's, you know, finally, like, oh, well, how, like, if you take that away, then I'll literally have nothing left. So I'm just going to take you away. Because maybe it's time to do that. Which seems like, you know, strong logic and reasoning. Well, I mean, and in, 
in, in like Sith teachings, you know, it's the way of things. Eventually, the apprentice takes on the master and wins. And then he becomes the master and he takes on an apprentice. But in this case, that action, like, you know, whether it be just, you know, lazy writing or, you know, whatever, you know, or or the studio going, hey, well, this guy's got to turn around if he kills the emperor. You know, who knows? Who knows what happened? But, you know, the emperor dies and Vader makes his choice. Right. You know, to, to be like, hey, well, you know, at least I can I can say that I did something right, right in the end. In the end. You know, but does it really, like, here's the big question. Does that actually really redeem him? Well, and that's that's the question. Is there, so we talked a little bit about this last time and, and prefaced it with the, the idea that, you know, we come from a different worldview than others in terms of, like, faith and beliefs and stuff. And when you get absolution, the absolution, no matter what you've done, is 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 complete. But in this world of Pippin, come here now. Sorry, little little doggy is trying to be a little stop. Little uh, bully. He's being a little bully today. Go see Dad. Um, but in this world of Jedi's, in which they're strangely Buddhist but violent. Uh, <laughs> And also cult like cult like, is it enough? Is it is it, it would absolution be granted? Is it and is it believable? Now obviously the, the longevity of the film series and everything else um, indicate that it is and people like that turning point, but is it enough for you? Is it you know because me I'm not sold. I don't know that you get a force ghost by throwing the emperor into the pit. You know what I right. mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, you know yeah. I mean, you, is that enough to absolve your your youngling slayings and your planet blowing ups and your this, that, the other? You know. Well, I mean, I think I think I mentioned this before that you know from a from a fair and balanced perspective, yeah. no, definitely not. Right. Not even close. But again, I am my my opinion is colored by. My Christian viewpoint, which says that, yes, you can do all these horrible things and still be forgiven. Right. And go to heaven. But there's a factor missing there, which, you know, there's a process of being absolved. Right. You know, and, and here one does one good deed in terms of in terms of Jediness, not, you know, does one good deed absolve a lifetime of crimes or one, maybe not even a good deed, but one moment, one turning point. He's not given any opportunities to see if he really had made the right choice. Ziddy bites it. I, I don't know that it's enough. I don't know. I mean, for me, it doesn't bother me, I guess. And maybe, maybe if I was actually one of the characters in the storyline, then I'd be like, uh, no, you really deserve to rot in hell. But... Because I'm or a, wherever Jedi's go, or wherever I mean, Jedi's go, but but oh, has Jedi's. So. But has at that point the only two pe- two people that actually knew, like, and saw what he did, do they care anymore? Like, I, I mean, you don't hear Yoda saying anything about Vader other than to be disappointed that he turned to the dark side because it wasn't clear about what he did by the time right. Jedi rolls around in 1983 because that story I wasn't told yet. Right, you know, Obi Wan for sure. 
like would be the one that would put his foot down and go, no, you can't see Vader ever because Vader is no, like Vader's not you. Know, like yeah, he says you know that man is not your father anymore. Vader killed him because he did terrible things, and you know he seems to have some knowledge of what happened. And and there's a point where I think evil is is all consuming. Like I I would tend to agree perhaps with the semantics that Obi-Wan chooses because I think that there's a point where the person that has the potential to be an, a, a regular person, a, a normal person, a person who has, you know, some semblance of decency, some semblance of decency is completely subsumed by evil choices. There is a death that happens when you, when you do enough things that cause destruction and devastation and all of that i think that that your humanity is lost i think you know um it was still deceptive language and it was purposely absolutely i'm not saying that Mm. luke should have been lied to that's not what i'm Mm. saying okay i i don't think that they they it was the right thing to do to lie to him but i do agree with in terms of semantic choices why you would say that Vader killed your oh, yeah. father. You oh, yeah. know, like, it, it wasn't a lie. It wasn't but it a was lie, a deception. but it was it was a deception. It was a lie of omission. Yeah, it right. was a lie. It was yeah. a lie of omission. Uh, but again, I think that it 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 wasn't a lie. But that doesn't mean that the spirit behind it wasn't lying. Yeah. Right. And and so, at what point does that? you know, loss of humanity or, or Jedi-ness or whatever you want to call it get reverted, I guess, is the question it, at, at on the table. And obviously the choice was made by the filmmakers and the storytellers to say that this one ultimate act of good by destroying Emperor Palpatine right. without um, taking his his place, but instead allowing the force to be balanced... It was enough. What what was completely and totally enough to um, revert right. or, or or take pieces back? Um, but well, I mean, here here's what we could say about this though. So let's go back in time to 1983. You've seen A New Hope. You've seen Empire. You've seen nothing else. There isn't the internet, so you haven't read the scripts or stories or backstories or novels or, you know, graphic novels or fan fiction about how Darth Vader became to be Darth Vader. You only know him as the dude who strolls up on a Corellian Corvette, chokes some, some rebel with his bare hands to death, and then, you know, is witness to the destruction of Alderaan and doesn't really do anything, but he doesn't pull the trigger himself. Tarkin does that. And then... You know, he looks intimidating for a while and does some things and the Empire strikes back, basically just walking around, looking intimidating, watching stormtroopers kill everybody, and then gets in a lightsaber fight with a person that he now knows is his son, tries to turn him to the dark side, watches him jump off a bridge, and then tries it again in Jedi, only to get in a fight with him in front of the Emperor, and then threatened like he's going to be like well I don't have a choice son it's either you or me and I'm going to keep fighting but doesn't really because he really kind of just submits to Luke 
You know, right. he he could have easily won that lightsaber battle. Like, yeah, Luke's a badass Jedi now, but Vader's still Vader. Like, Vader's still a trained, you know, like right. he's he's still a trained Sith Lord, and he was the most powerful Jedi that there has ever been. Mm-hmm. You know, like he could have whooped his ass, you know, for sure, but he chose not to because. In a way, he was trying to see if that was going to like really bring him to the dark side or not. You know, if he, if Luke was going to finally like, you know, give in, that didn't happen. You know, because he stops, and then Palpatine strolls up and he's like, "Well, I'm just going to wipe the slate clean then, and you just don't you don't get your apprentice Vader because I'm going to take him away." And he's like, "No," and then he has his redemption moment because he's like, "Well, if if." You know, if I can do one good thing, it'll be to make sure that my son is okay. Right. And he does that. And and in not knowing anything else about the prequel trilogy, I buy it. That I right. buy. And and there's that the the <clears throat> sacrificial aspect. You give your life for another's. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that is a, a there is no greater sacrifice. Let's face it. You know, in terms of in terms of how people can can give to one another. However, we can't unsee what we've seen. Right. You know? Well, there was... So in 1980, whatever, when this happens, it it's understandable why people are like, yeah, you know, totally awesome, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. There is points in time... There are points in time. Goodness. There are points in time in which... Vader is not the one who is doing the actions. He's overseeing them, but he's not doing them. So there's a point where you can sort of say, well, maybe it wasn't great that he was letting the stormtroopers kill, but he wasn't the one who killed. You know, I understand that. But again, we can't unsee what we saw. I would actually strongly disagree with that, though, because I never got the impression during the, the any of the original trilogy um, any of the, the parts of the original trilogy, sorry, I can't talk right now, that Vader was anything but evil. Like, I think he was a very strongly portrayed force of evil. Oh, so, yeah. Well, sure. So, I, I don't think that, he, I, I don't think that changes, strengthens or weakens his, his redemptive moment. I don't think that... But, but, yeah, but the thing is, you don't see or know of the actual... But you like know he depth tortures of his Leia. Action. Yeah, he tortures Leia, but and then you know, Han, and he does he does torture Han, and for seemingly no reason. because no. they're not trying to extract any data from him. I mean, they were trying to extract data from Leia, but you know, yeah, there were there was that. But I mean, there is a point where he's a sadist. Absolutely, he's a sadist. You know, I don't even think he's a sadist. I think he's just evil. I mean, he's just he's just a big fat jerk. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, but there's a point being, like, a, a big fat jerk who's just stands by and watches, like, real atrocities in front of his his front of his eyes and just doesn't really do anything. And the character of Anakin Skywalker that we see in the, in the prequel trilogy that forever will change your view on that character. Like, you know, after you see him take those actions, it's just there is absolutely, in my mind, no going back. Like, that, okay... He is evil, one hundred percent. Like, and I get it. Like, but but as a writer, as as a writer, like it, George Lucas made that choice, and then he put it to screen. He put that he committed that to the screen, 
So how in the world does he feel that after putting that, that you know, making that decision and putting that on the screen, how, how are we supposed to feel that that same moment at the end of Jedi after you right. saw after you it saw can, the Sith, you just can't. You you saw the re, like I've seen Revenge of the Sith. Darth Vader is not a sympathetic character to me at all. After that period, right. done. End of story. Like I don't care if he threw Emperor Palpatine and saved his son. Okay, that's great. That's a great moment. Great, you saved your son, and now like you know you paid for it with your life because you couldn't handle the 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 you know, the Force lightning. But you're still going to the hot box. Right. Well, and like, I, you know, I, in 1983, it's a great moment, and he's redeemed, and he gets a Force ghost. Right. In 2016, it's a different conversation. I think that you, there were, you're right, George Lucas made several choices in all of this. And one of the things I think, and just feel free to disagree, but one of the, the things that you can't ever make up for is killing children. I like, there's yeah. a point where like, that's just inexcusable and, and it's just not ever something that you can explain away or do enough for. And there's a point where it's a really good thing. It's not my job to forgive those sins. Do you know what I mean? No, I mean, um, I recently found a, an article <clears throat> that I, I shared with a bunch of people, and it was the three sins that you should, ne- as a as a writer, you should never, ever, ever have your protagonist yeah. commit. And one of them, one of them, you you will like this a lot. One of them was hurting uh, a dog. Just don't do it, yeah. because your audience is never going to be able to see your character in a positive light it's after totally, that. Totally true. That was number three. Number one was rape, and number two was abusing children. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, slaughtering children is quite abusive. So, yeah. And and so to to have that information going into these movies, watching them again, it seems as though if we were putting things on the, on the scale to balance them, mm. the sacrificing one's life for one's son is the right thing to do at any point in time, despite how hard it might be. Um, but it doesn't outweigh the slaughter of children. Well, and you could also argue that, let's face it, it's your son, so your natural there's, inclination is going to be... There's a selfishness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it's, as as horrible as this might sound, it's not quite the same saving a family member as it is a random stranger. Correct. You right. know? You sure. don't you don't have feelings or, or, I don't know, bonds involved whatsoever. So, but I guess I guess maybe for me it's more that I kind of discount the whole entire original. I, I gosh, Lucas made it so flipping difficult. Yes. I kind of discount movies one, two, and three. Okay, I'm the like eh, whatever. They're kind of they're they're really badly done afterthoughts, and therefore just can't stand up to the original trilogy. And right. that, if we do that, then I can live with. Darth Vader getting a force force ghost, but if we take those as canon, mm-hmm. I can't, and I think that's that's a bad call. Like you could have had somebody else. Like there are lots of things that I could see forgiving and being forgiven for, but walking to a room of Jedi children, Jedi Jedi Padawans, Jedi Padawans, right? Yeah, Padawans. Right? Yeah, we didn't see that part, so we don't know. Um, to to walk into a room of Padawans and kill the lot. 
You could have had somebody else do that. Yeah. It would have been as impactful. Go kill George R. Banks or something. Like, yeah, he, right? Yeah. He walked in there with a full brigade of newly off-the-shelf clone troopers that have received Order 66. It could have gone down. He walks into that room, and a whole bunch of Jedi are there, and he starts fighting them, and the clone troopers just go, and their orders are to kill every Jedi, every last one of them. And, you know, that moment could have been less impactful on screen because you feel like some pretty deep emotions when you watch that scene but you still would have been really pissed off at now the stormtroopers right. you know, and the person controlling at, the stormtroopers and the person and, and 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 for palpatine because mm-hmm. he gave the order that could have been one of the generals right he walks through the door right you know general so and so you know I, I heard the terrible things are happening what are we to do and then click click Right. Uh, and I would say I would say don't put the kitties in it at all. Seriously, like Look, only- Lucas Lucas did not have to put them into the the first movie at all. He didn't, and I didn't really see the first movie, so I don't know if they if they were even hinted at in that. Well, but he didn't have to write them into the storyline. They didn't have to be so young. Well, yeah. I mean, the only thing, the only reason why I guess he did that was it was because in Attack of the Clones and in Revenge of the Sith. He wanted to make sure that people realized that <coughs> the Jedi were a force to be reckoned with. They were like the the martial law of the galaxy. Like they they held they held the the cards in, in, in dealing justice. Mm-hmm. And they were a they were a force that trained from a very young age to a Jedi master. And like there were people that were born with force sensitivities that were found at an early age and they were trained in the ways of the force and then they became a Jedi and then they held up for, you know, truth, justice in the galaxy's way, you know? Like, that's that's what the Jedi were. Um, and there was talk about younglings and Padawans and that kind of stuff because they wanted to make sure that it was in stark contrast to the way that the Sith operate, which was to, to only have the rule of two and have, like, this weird almost symbiotic relationship where you know the master is feeding off of the 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 apprentice and the apprentice eventually is you know feeding off of more power from the from the master and then will kill the master to become the new master right which and still this, really the sith, is the sith way which is sensical right you know but you know but in the sick twisted sith way it makes sense because to transcend to ultimate sithness there, there isn't anything more, you know, self, you know, self-centered or selfish an action than to take the life of the person that spent their entire lives training you. you yeah, know what but I mean? then why? Then why, why in do the world, it? Why in the world would you take an apprentice in the first place? Then right, because it's the way. Like you know, like I think I would choose a different way. <laughs> well, I mean, it's also believed, I guess, that you know, well, especially with Palpatine, you know, it was believed, especially you know, for him that. Hey, if if I could find a way to tap into Plagueis's power, even if I'm struck down by my apprentice, I will return. Well, and let's talk about him for a minute because really he irritated the heck out of me in Palpatine? that last scene. Yes, 
What an absolute moron. Okay, so he wants Luke to turn to the dark side. Mm -hmm. Luke doesn't want to turn to the dark side. So what does he do? Every time Luke is almost ready to turn to the dark side because he's so angry, Palpatine taunts him and is like, yes, you're about to turn to the dark side, which makes Luke then reconsider turning to the dark side. It's like, shut up already. You might actually get what you want, stupid. I was really disgusted with him. Yeah, well, I never really liked Emperor Palpatine, like to be to to be perfectly honest, because I felt that his character was way too over the top, even for like eighty style. No, you know, because he re- he really did. He's like, I'm just the guy who pushes the buttons, and I like he was like Skeletor. Yeah, you know, or any of the other eighties like villains, you know, villains flat. on villain, you know, like Cobra Commander, yeah. and um, and Mumra, and you know, all those all those characters from from you know like my childhood tv tv shows and you know growing up as a kid they're all dumb they all have like so like self-centered goals that push way too far and you know as an audience member you're like you're just going too far you're gonna fall flat on your face and the good guys are gonna win like they always do Mm -hmm. and what happens he falls on his face or gets thrown off to fall on his face Mm -hmm. and the good guys win you know like that's you know that's that's what happens so like i accepted it because well that's just the way of things back in the 80s and and you know it's like okay well you know at least he was he played the part you know he was he was the you know like kind of deeply evil moron you know but it's like you know it's 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 weird though um because you don't really get the fear of the the feeling of fear or terror when you when you're talking about palpatine and then you though you should you know, he's supposed to be the Sith. Yeah, there's Vader, and he's really scary, and he's, you know, like, the imposing figure, and he's the one that's on the box of all the, uh, of all the Star Wars merchandise on the, on the aisle. But, you know, Palpatine's supposed to be, like, the real deal, right? You know, he's the one that made Vader Vader, you know, so... You know, I mean, he, when when he started throwing around the lightning, though, he was kind of freaky. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty wild. Yeah, you know, and he felt real fear for Luke's character because, like, well, how do you come back from being like electrocuted to death? Well, I guess you don't. Because maybe he's gonna die. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you know, of course, you see the thing happen. You know that happens, like you know, like with Vader grabbing him. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, there's you know, at least that happened, and you completely understand why Vader doesn't make it because his whole body is a robot and right. he just got electrocuted. Right. So he's probably not going to function anymore. Right. You know, like all the things that are keeping him alive are now shut down and right. you know, it's, it's it. Okay. I just have to say, this is one of those moments where I really wish that this was a video feed because the look on your face when you said that and your casual shrug was just awesome, rich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I don't know. I just think that we, we as, audience members and again it's it's about the storytelling the narrative of of the thing Mm -hmm. and is this a good narrative in 1983 yes when we're forced to suffer through three terrible movies about the origin story of darth vader that that really didn't need to be told nope could have done without them yeah i mean or they could have been told completely differently and we might be having different conversations Right, that the movie is less powerful. It, 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 Jedi. It, Jedi is, is mm-hmm. less powerful. Um, I agree. And somewhat disappointing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's sort of... Right. That's sort of where... So how do, you, how do you rate something like that? That's the question, I guess. Well, I mean, well, in, in order to, to rate before you even get there, 
We've now spent well over a half hour talking about the last five minutes of the movie. Sure. And have talked zero about any of the rest of the movie. And I think there's an important thing to say here. It's because, in reality, none of the other stuff really mattered. Nope. Okay, yeah, it was important to go get Han back from from jo- from Jabba the Hutt and rescue him because you but needed you that character see, back. You see, you have to see the um, progression of the the Jedi Force and Luke. You have to see that right. he's able to do things. So, like, right. the the whole movie is the culminating moment is the last five minutes of the movie. But you have to see his power. You have to see, in some form or another, it doesn't have to be with Jabba, but. You have to see him being able to wield the force. You have to get that before he can be ready to face the emperor and his father. Mm-hmm. Although one one little nitpicky point is, you know, okay, so he wields his his lightsaber so very well against Jabba and everything, and then when he's in the Ewok net, he has to ask someone else to grab his lightsaber for him. That's true. It's totally. I was like, um, yeah. really yeah. seriously? Use the, Maybe, use the force, dude. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the Ewok net is force uh, preventative. <laughs> yeah, because because sure they're so high tech like yeah, that. They are. They <laughs> are yes. so high tech. Yes. Little little teddy bears. Little teddy bears. They'll get you every time. They will. Little, little teddy bears that were oh. supposed to be big Wookies. Oh, okay. And that reminds me. That reminds me. All of their primitive weapons. Uh-huh. Pippin. Are so effective against the stormtroopers with their supposedly amazing armor. Yeah, yeah that, like, that armor bites. <laughs> yeah, throwing throwing rocks at them and like and I, arrows and spears yeah. and yeah. yeah, I mean it just a, takes those stormtroopers down. Yep. I Why mean, do they even wear armor? I don't know. I mean, and I guess it's not really until like they can start using their their bigger sticks and and rocks and boulders that they actually are are truly effective. Because, to be honest, um, you know the the Ewoks start getting their their stuff handed to them. They start getting their bus handed to them when the the second squad shows up. Mm. So they really start losing, and if it's not actually until you know, like the I forget what the turning point was that that they all started like fighting back, and I and I watched it very like you know like not that long ago. Yeah. Um but so the so oh man, I forget what it was. This is what happens but, when you do podcasts really late. Right? Exactly. <laughs> like but there's like there's a there's a moment where the the rebel forces get the upper hand. Um and you know start like start giving it back to to uh to the imperials that are on Endor and they they're able to turn the tide and that's when you know the Ewoks get to use all of their like they're cool jungle traps to you know to to get the upper hand and that's why they they look and feel so badass but in the in the beginning like i agree with you that some of their weapons were way more effective than they should have been but when they started firing lasers back at the at the ewoks there's like that scene like you know yeah, that you has see the one ewok go after the other ewok and he's like hugging him on the ground yeah it's really sad i know like because his teddy bear friend yeah died. well they're getting like they're beat up by laser blasts it's not cool it's really sad yeah that was uh warwick davis by the way was it yeah which it was, one it was the wicked. one who no wicked was the one that went over to the went over to the other ewok and turned it over and it was the ewok's dead he was like oh my friend he's dead yeah it's so, so sad yeah I mean, so it, Jeanette is laughing at me. It's it's effective, so you know, because you really do feel sad for the the little the little teddy bear, Wookie wannabes, 
that are getting beat up and, and tossed around. So, but, so I don't understand. Tell us more about the fact that they were supposed to be. All right, so, so I so, I mix up we Ewoks and Wookiees all the time. So in the original writing of the script, the Battle of Endor was not the Battle of Endor; it was the Battle of Kashyyyk, okay. which is the Wookiee planet. Okay. So then it kind of makes more sense as to why, you know, after you like befriend a Wookiee, why you might think you got a pretty good fight in this. You know, yeah. like in this in this game, even though you have a small ginormous. team, because they're Wookies and they don't take shit from anyone, right. and they'll kick your ass. Right. They'll you rip know? your arms right off if you tick them off. Exactly. So you know, it was like one of those things. Like you know, you friend a whole bunch of Wookies, and the Wookies roll up on the the in- Imperial base, and they're like, "All right, it's time for you guys to go." And yeah, they fight back, and maybe a Wookie or two gets a laser blast, and it's that's real sad. And then you've got the not as giant, sad as Ewoks, not as sad as Ewoks, which might be sizest, which which might be <laughs> the, the reason why this decision was made because they wanted to make it more palatable to the little kids and sell these little mini figures of of gummy bear looking, um, you know, Ewok guys, and you know because your alternative is you have seven foot dudes strolling up with bowcasters and they blow everyone away and then the end the good guys win because. <laughs> The you know because the Wookies, there was no fight. The, <laughs> yeah, no the fight Wookies are just fierce. They're just like you don't mess with us because we've got bowcasters and we'll kill you. So and then you know you don't need that other triumphant moment where the one Wookie that did matter, Chewbacca, gets into an ATST and then starts like cleaning up shop. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> what? But yeah, so you know. Yeah, is is I mean, I guess all the Endor stuff was important. And yeah, in in cinematic history it's important too because again, it's one of those things where like some of the special effects that were happening in 1983 and Return of the Jedi were just things you just never saw ever. You know, like that that kind of practical effects just didn't exist. You know, ILM and and Lucas um were at the top of their game at that point and you know, they were they were creating things that were you know, Cinematic legacy, like you know, you just you just don't get that stuff. Well, I mean, the Rancor was pretty darn well done. Yeah, the Rancor was awesome. Yeah, the Sarlacc Pit was awesome. You know, like all of the lightsaber effects were fine tuned. The laser blasts were cool. The sound was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, the set it design good was really overall. cool. Everything looked cool. Yeah. And, and the, the speeder bikes were like a, a sight to be seen back then because you're just like, what? Like, how does this thing be like moving that fast? And you're like, yeah, you know, it's all green screen, but still, like. It looked great. Mm-hmm. It still looks good. Yeah. <coughs> so, you know, but it's kind of interesting to know that, like, in this grand galactic space battle, and you have, like, your small skirmish on the, the moon, you know, the moon of Endor, you know, besides the showing of the power of the Jedi in, in Luke, right. like, a lot of the other story beats, you know, Okay, you gotta get you gotta get Han out and you break him out, so that's the first fifteen minutes of the movie, and then you have the middle part of the movie is all about moving in on on Endor to right. attack the second Death Star, right? And you spend the better portion of that movie worrying about how you're going to get the shields down so that the right. rebel ships can get in there and blow up the Death Star. And I think the the pacing is what you're referring to is like perhaps not the best in this movie in terms of, but you need the the sort of underdog moment where Han then makes 
an ultimate sacrifice in terms of like he puts everyone else before himself. Right. And you get that that real moment of transformation from him, which nobody expects because he's a selfless selfish mercenary and here mm-hmm. he becomes a selfless hero. Right. And and that's that's the whole purpose of that th- those moments, right. you know, the the, right. the whole battle plus the cool special effects. Right. Well, and not to say that like I didn't enjoy any of that or right. or or don't like watching it. I do. Like I think it's 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 a it's a fine film and I you know, it's, and it's entertaining. It's entertaining and it's you know, like as far as the the entire original Star Wars trilogy, I think every single one of them would crack a top ten list in, of all time for me. Sure, you know, like it's just because I'm a fan of Star Wars. It's just one of those things. Um, now, you know, if we were talking a little bit more, like circling back to this conversation that you started today about rating, you know, would I rate Jedi above any of the other original trilogy movies, now we're talking about a situation where I'm not too sure I can do that. Right. You know, like, you know, because, you know, my my love for A New Hope is, like... Deep the, and abiding. The, yeah, the ultimate. Like, it is just it. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. It doesn't get better than A New Hope for me. You know, and, you know, like, I'll save even reservations for talking about, you know, what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Um, which we need to have a conversation about before we actually end the podcast. Okay. Um, <clears throat> oh, now I'm curious. Um, well, it's it's more for our our listening base than than us, um, but it'll be the first, and I don't know, probably not only, but it'll be, definitely be the first time that we'll have this conversation in a preceding podcast to a major motion picture like the like the Force Awakens. Um, but anyway. Um, you know, but is it, you know, like, okay, obviously it's not going to be A New Hope, but is it better than Empire in my mind? And I don't know, because sometimes I go back and forth with that. Sometimes I, there are days where I think Jedi is better than Empire, and there are days where I think Empire is better than Jedi. And right now, I'm because I've seen them so much and uh-huh. so often, yeah. this is definitely an Empire is better than Jedi moment okay. for me. Um, you know, like, and, and as far as ratings go, I don't know, like, what I give Empire... I think yeah. you gave it a four, at least a four, if not four, four point five. Yeah, it was like a four or five or something yeah. like that. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, ratings in Star Wars, the original trilogy for me, like almost don't even really matter. They're all right. great films. They're great, you know, super awesome. If I had to tag a number to to Jedi right at this very moment, because it's because I just said, hey, you know, I liked Empire better than Jedi. If Empire was a four or five, I'd four two five Jedi without a without missing a beat still great film must see awesomeness um just not as good as empire um and i think i think the reason why now that might never change back to the other way is because of the fact that it's that that core moment that redemption factor of of Mm. darth vader is forever tarnished right and i it's i can never get that back so thanks george i can't (laughs) like i'm i'm never going to be able to unsee it right you know, so I'm never gonna have that feeling for Vader ever when right. I watch that movie. I just be like, well, you still murder kids, so uh, I don't care. You know, I, I just I just don't care. Mm. So, but that's that's where uh, that's where I'm at. So, where you guys uh, where you guys land on this? I mean, for me, my my automatic inclination is, is to give it a four point five. Um, my only reason for not giving it a four point five would be the fact that 
for this one, I was able to tear myself away from from the TV in order to, you know, oh, well, I want to make myself some hot tea or, oh, I need to go, I don't know, grab a tissue from the bathroom and I won't, I won't pause it. So I do re- distinctly remember walking away a few times um, while watching it. But I don't know. At the same time, I still, I still think I have to give it a 4.5 in the end. Okay. I, I want to say because of those factors, I should give it like, I don't know, 4 or 4.25 or something. But I don't know. Still solidly entertaining. So this is where it becomes a difficult, a sticky wicket for me because. That's kind of fun to say, by the way. It is fun to say. Sticky wicket. It is terrifically fun to say. Um, I have difficulty with the origin story. And is it fair to base the movie that was made 30 years before the origin story? Uh, Like. Is it fair to be punitive to it? Actually, if if it's bothering you this much, then yes, because it's the same idiot writer. Well, it's well, his no, own fault. It's not. Well, because but he didn't write the scripts. I mean, but it, it's still his idea, baby, but though. It is right. his baby. Yeah. So he like, did this to himself. This is where I have to go with this sort of, you know, hold the phones, folks, at like a two point five because I dang. I cannot. Get over the transformation of Darth Vader, and if you can't, if you can't get behind that, the whole point yeah. of the movie is moot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's effectively. I mean, it's not offensive. I can't give it a zero, but it, I feel nothing about the movie one way or another, except that I feel like the whole thing is moot if if you can't get behind the the redemption of the main character of one of the main characters. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to hold that against you at all. No, you know, no, no. Call me, call me whatever you want, but that's where I stand on this one. No, and that's fine. I mean, you know, like there, like this is this is where that that classic thing comes in. Jedi is one of those movies that people love because it's a Star Wars movie right. and it's part of the original trilogy. So there's automatic and because of Leia. Let's face it. Well, well maybe yeah. some some people <laughs> like that too. You know, like well, actually, we didn't even talk about that. Um, you know, yeah, well, well, and I think I think it might be telling too because right. it's like you know if that was such a hot button issue, I'm sure that well, that would have been some something to be said. In in 1983, I think it was fairly scandalous how she was cloaked and the the fact that it was perceived at some point that she might have been some sort of slave. Well, she was. Well, I was gonna say perceived it totally one thousand percent. Yeah, but a sexualized slave. Yes. Sexualized and enslaved, and there's that that sort of moment where you're like, really, and um, but she, you know, she holds her own in Jabba's palace. Let's face it, she's the one who she murders that dude in cold blood. Yeah, I don't know that it's cold blood when you're murdering your enslaver who puts your boyfriend in carbonite. That's not cold blood. Yeah, that's that's revenge. Sure, premeditated. It was premeditated, sure. I'll give you premeditated. I'm going to choke this dude out. Yeah. I'll give you premeditated. I can't give you in cold blood. All right. No, it was 1,000% deserved. Yeah. And, Fair enough. And he deserved to bite it. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. Like, there's no there's no doubt. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. No, no. She but, took care of business, that's for sure. Honestly, that whole thing is, is a little uncomfortable, really. Yeah. It's just Perhaps like, Perhaps that's ew. why we didn't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing is icky. It really is. Yeah. It's just like, Yeah, ew. all of it is kind of icky. I mean, yeah. it's it's bad enough in, like, non-alien 
is. Yeah. Uh, but when you're talking about like Jabba the Hutt, just ill. Ill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, really, I just, I just don't even want to discuss it. Really, is yeah. what it comes down to. Over, <laughs> over. All right. Well, actually, in that in that same moment, mm-hmm. right, we have the other thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Is Boba Fett a punk? Like Defend. he's supposed to be like this giant, like badass symbol of like he is the ultimate bounty hunter. Like, people fear him because he will get you. Uh-huh. And in Jedi, he, he bites comically up. bites it by getting hit in his rocket pack by a blinded Han Solo. <laughs> Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Where? Boom. Oh, no, he's dead. Like... <laughs> Really? Well, technically, you're he's, Boba Fett. He, he's being digested for a thousand years, yeah, I believe. Technically, he is. I mean, the, yeah. yeah. And there's and there's like you know, non-canon extended universe stories that say that the dude's still alive. Hmm. He got out of the Sarlacc pit, and he was the only he's the only human to make it out of the Sarlacc pit without actually being digested. So, yeah. okay, maybe he's a badass. But where is he then? And like you know, you don't hear anything from him. Nothing. And let's face it, if you're slowly being digested for a thousand years, that gives you a lot of time to think about escape. So, yeah. well, it's like, like he still had his rocket back, so maybe he yeah, could just. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, I would rather like to know how long it actually takes for you to be digested to death. Because right. I think you'd probably die before a thousand years. Well, yeah, obviously. Yes. Obviously. Do you die of old age? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. You're just chilling there. Is it torture or is it painless? I want to know. No, no, no. It's, it's totally torture. I mean, they make it very clear that it's it's miserably painful. Uh-huh. But if it's so miserably painful, then I kind of feel as if you'd be dead within, like, I don't know, a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you'd starve before then. It yeah. Like there's food oh, in him. Two, two days if you're without water. No, three. Three. Yeah. Three, three, yeah. Three. Although, although in a hot desert like yeah. that, yeah. probably less. less, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, I, I always took issue with that. I was like, the whole thousand years, guess what? No one lives to be a thousand. Yeah. So. It's just supposed to be a grandiose statement. Yeah. Of course, yeah. But it's kind of a lame grandiose yeah. statement. <laughs> if you really break it down, it is. But, um, yeah, I I kind of, well, I think in this movie, Han is funnier than he is in any of the other movies. Oh, yeah. Save, given, you know, give, save the one that we will talk about tomorrow. But, because um, he's very funny in that. And mm-hmm. I think at this point, it provides some comic relief and shows kind of that Han hasn't lost his touch despite being frozen in carbonite. I'd buy it. I, I'd buy but yeah, Boba Fett maybe he is a little bit of a punk. Yeah, I mean it's just like, you know uh-huh. you get you get X'd like that? Like come on now. So, yeah, and actually I never, until this last time viewing it, I never realized that, that he bit it. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's so inconsequential at that point. Like, yeah, I mean, he had already done his job. Right. He, he he did the deal with Vader. He got Han. He mm-hmm. took him to you jo- took him to Jabba's palace, and he was basically just chilling around there to gloat. Right. You know, it was like, hey, that's, and maybe, the, that's and, that guy I got you. And maybe take advantage of some of Jabba's spoils of war. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And maybe I maybe I'm biased because of reading that story I talked about before, but. I just can't see him doing that. I think he was more like hanging around for his next job or something. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Well, that's well. That's that's a, a 
Tatooine is a place where you can go get some clutch yeah. bounties. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there's some people out there doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Although, okay, not to bring up an uncomfortable uh, subject again or anything, but uh, what's her name? Ula? Yeah. Okay. I that that I never quite realized how much I didn't buy it, cause okay. like she's just dancing away and everything, and then all of a sudden she's like, okay, forget this. I'd rather fight it with the rancor. And I, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of. Uh, well, I mean, she choppy. Didn't, she didn't make that choice. No, but she kind of like, she knew that it was there. She had to have. I mean, it kind of got the impression that she'd been there for I don't know. Some time, at least. Right, right. So, and everyone else knew what was down there. They knew that it was going to be a big show and everything. Right. So, uh, I just found that part a little bit choppy. Well, I, like, she was doing her thing and then did something that she, that Jabba didn't like. I didn't get that impression, actually. I thought I it was think, the exact opposite. I don't know about that. Something, like, something happened where I think she, like, I don't know, she, like, tripped or, like, tried to get away from him or something like that happened. And then there was like a tug of war scene where like yeah. she's like tugging on the thing, like she's trying to get away because she knows what's about to happen. Okay, and so then maybe he, I... he flips the switch, and then that's, that's what happens. Okay, yeah. so maybe I missed something in that case. I think so. I think that's true. Okay, but we'll, we could review and we could we could uh, check for. I mean, here's the thing. Check. Again, I don't really even want to discuss it. It was more one of those things that watching it, I was just like. Uh, I'm not quite sure I'm buying that. Got so, it. Yeah. yeah. Just random little little detail. Yeah. Pops into the brain. Yeah. Exactly. But there were a lot of really ugly aliens in that palace. Really ugly. Mm-hmm. Really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Those Muppets were not attractive. <laughs> we brought them back. <laughs> like like uh, Java's main man. He was he was pretty pretty darn creepy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bib Fortuna. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's not a he's not a nice dude. No, he's really not. That growth on his head, he really yeah. needs to get that treated. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, considering that it extends to, like, all the way past his chin and, mm. like, wraps around him. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's definitely just, weird. Just now. Yeah. Droopy McCool, though. He's pretty cool. Which one was that? Oh, the elephant critter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was amazing how he could play that, uh, that instrument with those mm-hmm. humongous paw-like yeah, yeah. things. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Talented. Very. That's talented. Mm -hmm. And then, um, who's the other character? Oh, uh, the rat thingy. What the heck is his name? Um, he he has a name. Salacious Crow. Yes, thank you. Gonzo? Gonzo. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) And then there's, um... Does he do anything but, like, obnoxiously laugh the whole time? He doesn't, does he? that's it. Sounds about like Gonzo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He gets shocked by R2. He does. He's like, R2's like, get out of here. Okay, okay, that reminds me. So, um, after after our last podcast, um, after we had killed the mics and everything, I brought up the whole droid thing. Uh Uh-huh. And how, you know, basically, so they're they're machines. Right. But they're very uh, personality-heavy machines. Yeah, they emote. and, And yet... Their property. So I was like, okay, that kind of brings up an interesting issue. Uh-huh. But then in at in uh, blah, 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 blah. in the big fat slimy slug things. What the heck is its name? Java. Yes, thank you. 
<laughs> I'm totally losing it. Really long day, guys. I'm sorry. In Jabba's palace, they have that scene where they bring R2, D2, and, and C-3PO down into the dungeons and everything. Mm-hmm. And they show that one poor little droid being tortured. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's like shrieking in pain. So apparently they can also feel stuff. Yeah, yeah. They have personalities. So basically, they're slaves. So this whole entire universe is very slave heavy. That's all I have to say. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you would brand a droid, though. Yeah. But <laughs> it, mean, it totally happened, though. I'm not have, making that up. I know. It absolutely. I, I remember it very it's like, well. Yeah! And he's, he's like shrieking because his little feet are being branded. Yeah. It, it's I mean, very, it's, I know, it's rather sad. But you could just sad. put a restraining bolt on the droid, and then that's the same thing. But I mean, you got the Only impression. Less, less painful. Got the impression, though, that he had been bad and was being punished or something. I guess. I mean, like, what did he do? Like, not pick up the garbage? Apparently. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that is pretty. It's, a, it's an interesting thing. You, it, could, you could have easily swapped that out for. Yeah. But I just, I just think that the whole droid thing is very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like anthropomorphized animals. These are anthropomorphized machines, you or know? like evolved machines, right? Or something along those lines, like right. where where they're almost humans. Like Singularity, are the are the uh, is the artificial intelligence going to take over? Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, you know. Which they, I think there was yet another article the other day about how it's going to be like in the next fifty years, which is why. Lovely. Yeah. Which is why, um, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> Anytime. Comforting to know I'm bringing a child into the world where oh, the whatever. artificial intelligence is taking over. I sincerely <laughs> do not think we're in any danger of a robot attack anytime soon. Yeah, they'd have to make more of them first. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so there's this, I, there's this sort of humanizing of these robots and, and to the point where they can feel pain but then you know you see them getting taken apart and put back together as if they are truly machines and it's very strange it is a very strange thing and I don't know yeah. I think you raise a, a good sort of continuity error gestalt error point here and I think yeah. we brought up you know multiple such points mm-hmm. but I don't know again it's just one of those little things that I was like huh about huh. So, huh. Oops. Oops. but I yeah. think I think we might be losing our uh, one team member sleepy. yeah <laughs> sleepy time is is a uh, is upon us and we're we're kind of like we're kind of getting yeah we're kind of fading up on here but <clears throat> um, so that I guess that leads us to the you know the end of the discussion of return of the Jedi but we are about to record um, episode 20 tomorrow, in which we will be talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Bum, a f- bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, a film that has been only out for 21 days as of this recording. Um, well, 22 technically. Um, it's a week and a day. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, being as it, it is uh, fairly new, if you happen to be catching this podcast between... Now, in the 12 hours we cut, we record the other one, please be advised that... Um, Spoilers! Spoiler alert! Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens in as much detail as we talk about any of the other movies. 
So go out and watch it. Yeah, so go Spoiler out. Alert. So go out and watch it. Spoiler alert all over the place. We're going to say it again before we start talking about it because, man, are we really going to get into this? Um, and we're going to be talking I about. Know. We're going to talk about all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, so there's that. And there'll probably be some spoiler alert things on the post. It'll be all over the place, so don't yell at me in case you haven't seen it and you see something on the internet and you go, oh my God, why is this happening? But um, let's face it, if, if you're listening to us in the first place, then you, you probably you prob- already watched it. You probably, you probably watched already it. watched it. And if you were the first place, you're getting spoilers, that's It'd be awesome. That's pretty impressive. That yeah, so please impressive. let us know if that actually happens, but you know... But also be warned that we told you like eighteen times, so don't even don't even try it. Um, so anyway, on that on that uh, on that little little uh, little note, we're all gonna go to bed so we can get up and actually go see the Force Awakens, hopefully in glorious IMAX, but not three D because I don't want to see it in three D. I just want to see it in IMAX. Yeah, three D was okay. Um, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. It's going to be pretty awesome. I'm going to like it. So, so anyway, um, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, of course, get on the internet at Sharp Angles BIC. Um, you know where to find the new episodes because they're all already there on the feed. Um, also, um, hit us up, sharpangles at baconicecream.com is the email address. And I have now received two more calls from robots, so they're listening, but you're not, I guess. <laughs> so pick up the phone and give me a real human voicemail, because I just can't stand robots telling me that I can save money on my taxes. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, robot, I'm just going to go to H&R Block like I always do, so that's it. That's, that's what you get from me. <laughs> they are not a sponsor of the show. They are not a sponsor of the show. And I felt like I should say something about somebody that's leaving voicemail on the Google voice number. And it's robots telling me, do your taxes with us. And I'm like, no. So there you go. If you keep calling robots, we'll send you to Jabba's Palace. That's right. That's it. You'll get your feet branded. Exactly. That's it. That's it. But there won't be any rancors, though, (laughs) because Luke killed it with 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 very, very un-Jedi-like precision by throwing a rock at a button. And using it to wear a fresh hat. <laughs> that was beautifully summarized. So, you know, I don't know why Luke couldn't have just, I don't know, looked at the door and said, let's push the button. Because I'm a badass Jedi. No, I forgot how to use the Force because I was afraid of this giant thing. Never mind. I'm sorry. This was the end of the show. <laughs> Whining about Luke. So yeah, thanks Who for listening. about everything else. That's true. <laughs> Scooting to the taxi station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> now look at me. And he doesn't get any better in the next movie. <laughs> okay, anyway. Right. And on that note, right. call us, email yes. us, tell us to shut up already. Yes. All right. Without our bickers. Yes, uh, yes. I'm, I'm rich. Danae. And Jeanette. All right. And we'll see you next time. Let's start back up. Bye. <laughs>